Oh, yeah! Happy Comic Book Day, and thank you to Bad Mary for that too sweet playing. Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. That means you. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 2, Episode 15, Two Topics, 60 Minutes for the People. I'm John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And if that beautiful bitch right there is the CEO, well, the next best title a boy could give himself is COO. And that's me, your Long Island Lothario, Long Island IC, Charlie Rivera. Nice, nice, nice. I am so tired of ordering new business cards <laughs> for you, but you know what? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Charlie, boy. What is up on this beautiful comic book day? I am living the absolute dream. I'm exhausted. Uh, but fun fact, one thing I don't know if we shared with the audience, for Lent, I gave a beer, but come Easter, my brother delivered. So we're getting back on both the right way. And we're going to go this. ahead and crack these bad boys Cracking open. it open nice Ooh, and nice. Baby, for comic book day. Uh, <laughs> sip one for yourself if you got Knock one Knock it home. back. Knock it back. Ooh, that looks hazy. Ooh. Ooh, fruity and hazy. Delicious. <laughs> How about you, my friend? How does this Wednesday bring you? You know what? It's trying to bring me down, but it cannot do it because I have been brought up Ooh. by the beauty that is comic book uh, comic book dumb, comic book nerditude has once again saved me in the in the third act from the clutches of the evil baddies. So <laughs> that's the way I they can't do complain. It. If you're watching right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, make sure you share, make sure you drop a like. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do right good. now. I'm gonna do it. I'm not a Look hypocrite at, this at guy. all. Nice, nice, and he he somehow figured out how to only like the Charlie content while excluding. <laughs> Big Brother John, but you know what? That's okay because they say that in life, one must make choices. I didn't make this up. This this goes back. Like if you look up any of the old books, dare I say even the good book, you will find exactly messages of that ilk. And sometimes you need to check yourself. Have I chosen right? Have I chosen poorly? And Charlie and those watching and listening. I feel that this is one of those times where I indeed have chosen. Well, let's just, I mean, it's not just my opinion. It was written on yet a new package that has arrived here oh, no. in the, in the jurors. Oh, no. So for those who are keeping score at home, we have another new happy huh. addition to the collection. So let's do it the right way because I do not want to get any more guff from these damn comic book nerds. So let's we'll throw the oh, safety. Oh no! Come on, you already almost lost ones. the finger. Don't pay attention and just we're gonna let it ring. Oh, Ooh, listen that to is it ring. frightening! You cut yourself last unboxing. Why tricks? You don't know how to do tricks, man. That's this. Yeah, this is wild levels of dangerous. Yep. All oh, right, boy. And there's the thumb. That one. There's the thumb, ladies and gentlemen. It's gone. All he right, we got it. a nice, 
We got a nice slice across the barrier, and let's crack her open like a clamshell she is. And ooh. oh boy, oh! When it comes to that double foam, I always assume uh, it's a knockoff from Japan, woo. or a custom, sir. What? A custom, ladies no. and gentlemen. Peep your peepers, because <laughs> it has been it. said that there are three important tasks that need to be accomplished before you can. Wrap your bubbling lips around the holy of all holies, the grail. There's the breath of God, right? Only the penitent man shall pass. And God knows I'm penitent. I'm on my knees more than a $2 whore during fleet week, <laughs> right? There's the word of God. Only in the footsteps of God will he proceed. And as I know, in Latin, Jehovah starts with an I. And Lord knows everything. Uh, everything important starts with I, starts with me. So I got that covered. And uh, what else? Oh, there's the path of God. Only in the leap from the lion's head will he prove his worth. A preach, and, brother. <laughs> and I may be the lion king, but I am telling you now that I believe I am worthy. So I'm going to let us take off this plastic protection because Lord <laughs> knows the Catholic Church don't like protection. More kids, the better. What the hell? Ooh, holy oh, look crap. At, ooh, look at it glisten, This kids. is unreal. Look at it glisten. For those of you uninitiated, little... we're looking at another Indiana Jones prop. Ooh, this the time... pinky's out because I'm a gentleman, oh, too. you fancy. The holy grail. It hasn't mm. even been ruined by blood because John Maynard somehow magically didn't cut himself. So you have chosen wisely. Now, John, this me... is gorgeous. Now, had I cut myself, I would have just... Dipped my uh, dipped my missing digit in the the tranquil waters of the Holy Grail cup. Uh, I will admit this: if a a bomb piece German scientist came up to me and was like, "Well, give me the Grail," I'd be like, mm, "All right, here you go." <laughs> All right, just handing it over, John. That's crazy. Where did you even find that? Also, is it sacrilegious? I'm, I'm living. <laughs> I'm living in custom land. These are. Uh, these are created items uh, for me. So both, uh, both my fertility idol, and now my holy grail. My holy grail was also as well as handcrafted. Um, I don't really think that this camera, and this is a good camera, but I don't really think it it, it catches all the the subtle nuances. Like even the even the inside is like gold, very golden. It is movie accurate well what's amazing about these props and and i think your camera's doing it enough justice to get the point across Good. for those again watching the video and not just listening what's amazing is anytime a prop is based on something that kind of looks bad like the whole point of the holy grail oh. is like dumb people don't pick it because it looks kind of like shit so when you have someone with that much talent that they make something nice and then immediately ruin it that's just epic. That is gorgeous. It <laughs> yeah, looks like it's, it's the going. perfect size. Now, I, again, I don't think that was cast off the original prop because no, back no, I'm then sure props not. were treated like garbage. But this is, this is like if somebody was eyeballing this. I mean, I, I feel like on a, a side by side. I mean, we could probably do that in post. We'll, get, <laughs> we'll lose Charlie as a co-host and go ahead and get the professor in. Um, so fun fact: while while the uh, while we're we're casting the glow of the lovely cup of Christ, um, many many people know that Indiana 
is indeed not his uh, his given name, his Christian name, as it's it the dog's as it name. were. The dog's it name, is indeed the dog's name. So the dog in the Jones household was named Indiana. Now that's the dog's that, name is Indiana. That wasn't just something that was plucked out of thin air. Uh, another dog happened to have the Indiana moniker, and it carried over. It was actually George Lucas's dog, who was who named Indiana. And obviously, we know Lucas Films, and you know, um, they they in essence made these movies hand in hand, like the hetero life mates that they are. Uh, so um, they they carried it over. So so Indiana Jones is actually named after George Lucas's dog. Another fun fact, since we're bringing up George Lucas, uh, that self same furry best friend Indiana was also the inspiration for Chewbacca. Really? So I'm I, like, he while I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, on, a lot. on one hand, I obviously worship at the altar of Harrison Ford. He is, he's the man. I've got a Callista Flockhart poster over my bed. Just out uh, of respect. Well, I mean, yeah, it's pure respect, man. Pure respect. Um, but as, as much props as he deserves, this damn dog, Indiana Lucas, Deserves maybe just as much because this dog single-handedly yeah. inspired these characters. Harrison just played these characters. Exactly. This right. dog is the real star. But that being said, since we have already uh, uh, name-dropped George Lucas, we have to also acknowledge one other thing, Sadly. and that is, in fact, George Lucas, you are a liar. Because why, Charlie? Han shot first. Baby. Han shot first Put before him up, anything drink else. Him up. Kalinky. Kalink. Knock him back. I'm never prepared. <laughs> you would think after <sighs> this many episodes, I could just knock it back and not have to double gulp it like a damn freshman during uh, introduction week. That is embarrassing. But you know what? <laughs> I'm at a point in my life where I'm going to lean into it and just let it go. Let it go, baby. I think that's the best way to do it. it's going to be a long life. But while you're letting it go, I can't wait to see you just on a New Year's Eve, kicking back some champagne oh, in the God. Holy Grail. Uh, I love that you're into props now, but why, you're going to wind up giving props at the end of my segment. Why don't you start my time? Because I'm a motherfucking Ooh. Segway machine, I got to tell you the truth. Before you even get going, I might give you an extra two minutes because that was a Segway worthy of a morning show zoo like a throwback to the anchor desk from the from the weatherman giving like the worst <laughs> worst forecast like well we're gonna have about 20 feet of snow but while you're at it <laughs> take it away susan oh my Go god charlie fuck yourself san diego god, god bless you god bless you but i'm starting your time now so I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a little from you because not only am smart, I the smart. unholy bizarro like clone of my soul handsome brother self appointed I must say you gave yourself much like most of the monikers you've given yourself this That's moniker true. That's true but uh, a thing I'm gonna borrow from you a thing I'm gonna I'm gonna co opt today on this lovely episode 15. You talk a lot. There's there's kind of common things that show up in the show. I talk about you never want to yuck someone's yum. Whereas you talk about 
slipping in the whoa, vegetables. Whoa, whoa. No, well, sorry, Bumble ladies. Listen, uh, not talking about that. Brian Taylor is already in chat talking mad smack. Don't I don't need my brother also just throwing around loosey goosey that I'm slipping things things right. I've got a reputation. <laughs> Fair enough. To some the, degree, to respect the concept rather of throwing in some vegetables with the with the kind of snack with the main course. You, it's one thing to entertain, but the next level of that entertainment is getting something out of it and right now we happen to be living in this beautiful time where there may not be a better example than falcon and the winter soldier oh sure episode four we got two episodes left it's only a six-part miniseries is this gonna be v. spoiler-tastic or is it uh, safe we are we are gonna go into uh spoiler territory but we're also All gonna right. talk kind of globally about it Okay, okay. First off, how are you enjoying the the series? I'm loving it. That's obvious. I feel like week in yeah. and week out, but I do feel like each episode is truly building on the one before it in kind of interesting and unexpected ways. Just in general, how are you feeling about about Falcon and the Soldier? Is you know, it living it's, up to what you wanted? Well, here's the thing. The funny thing about it was much like uh, WandaVision, I was not super uh, to say that I wasn't invested would would be that that wouldn't be completely accurate. Uh, I was uh, invested because I very much enjoy the ongoing Avengerverse that Marvel has going on over there, right? Uh, however, I, I I wasn't I wasn't going in like knock need and fingers crossed because I needed to accomplish X, Y, or Z. I'm pretty confident that we're gonna eventually build up to my uh, my uh, orgasmo Marvel moment, which will be indeed Secret Wars, because that was my big, my like my big entree into comic book dumb uh, when I was just a youngin. However, this stuff for me is like it's like house money. Yeah. Right. This is like this. This is like the icing that's still on the cake after you're done polished off your uh you know your 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 slice. Of goodness, so I'm like, oh, here's a little extra icing. So great. Uh, to a to a degree, I, I find these episodes to be more along the lines of like, almost like after credits moments, just extended out. You know, you've extend out an after credit scene to like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's where we are because it very much feels like it's transporting us onto the next thing. However, within the confines of each episode. They're able to accomplish quite a bit, right? It's not just filling in the gaps, hee hee tee hee. Um, it's it's actually accomplishing quite a bit. They're they're really character building for characters that we've already been introduced to, which I I very much appreciate. Well, I mean, what's really amazing about the miniseries format, the thing I love most about it, and the thing that makes me clamor for like the old days of proper miniseries, like let this trend keep going. Let's every year get a few bites at the apple because. Dude, Baron Zemo now has like the <sighs> second most screen time of any villain, and he's dancing away on memes, crushing it. That's an that's an interesting point. I, I'll I'll get to that as an eventuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I don't want to take away from your topic. Up until now, it's been Loki by a mile. No villain character, no evil character, and Loki's a tweener. Let's face it, no one's gotten more screen time for heaven's sake, bad guy wise. Than, than the man himself, the purple-masked, glorious son of a gun. 
and what I love about it is that it affords room for that. But that I was expecting. It affords yeah. room for characters to come back. You know, we we have we have Sharon running around, uh, causing all troubles. I got theories up the wazoo. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that she's definitely the power broker, but like you heard it here first, she's uh, almost definitely the power broker. All I'm gonna say is that you are you're going to see the power broker. My prediction is this. When you eventually do meet the power broker in that, you know, under that title, there's going to be a white suit involved. That's my prediction that you don't hear first, too. Yeah, it's 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 the, the writings on the wall. It's kind of perfect that way. One thing, though, that's really interesting, it seems to me and I don't know this to be to be true. I it seemed like they were setting up the whole point of the series to be about how do you get Sam to kind of accept this responsibility? How do you get him to a place where he not only doesn't want, you know, uh, a, a kind of murderer rocking the shield, but instead he wants to be Captain America. This is a hero in his own right. He has his own struggles. We've seen it, but the show very quickly kind of announced itself as so much more. If you're enjoying this show for the action sequences and for when he uses his wings, awesome. I'm so glad because that's the meal. That's the snack. That's your cookies and milk. But they are throwing all in. All three? All three. They are throwing in. Uh, they are throwing in broccoli and carrots left and right. Because ultimately, especially that last episode, man, I saw Twitter act really, really in an interesting way for once, because it wasn't just the normal vitriol that Twitter is, but it got them talking about the very obvious uh, racial and social issues that they're this talking is for about. for you for working in vitriol into the conversation. Thank you. The job. Thank you. I, I, spend, I that, that. spend that wisely. <laughs> but what's really amazing is they went as obvious and overt as like Sam Wilson in a small town the cops are breaking his balls for kind of just existing. Mm. And to pretend that that's not a comment on race and class is insane. Because the sure. minute they're like, oh, dude, that's an Avenger. They're like, right. oh, shit, it's an Avenger. It's right. like Will Smith isn't black. He's green. Like, that's well, like a thing even, that's been said. Even more so than a Will Smith, because he's the type of uh, performer, entertainer that's like, like any grandma who hasn't gotten off of the rocker in the last two decades still identifies this dude who, you know, ears sticking out, looking like he's going to take off. Like, is that Dumbo? No, that's Will Smith. Oh, the Fresh Prince. Like even a grandma would enter, uh, identify more. So this would be like the equivalent of, um, you know, uh, an offensive line player for that hometown team. And then your partner has to lean in like, yo, that's Leonard Wilkins, dude. Number fucking, you know, 72 or whatever the hell's going on. And that's all of a sudden now preferential treatment yeah. happens, uh, which obviously is wrong in and of itself. But yeah. clearly the bigger wrong is, you know, what initially instigated it. But what's amazing is the show does this really cool thing of not harping on it, right? It throws it out there and yeah. it almost wants you to store it in the back of your head because this last episode, the Dora Milaje, is that how you pronounce it? I always screw it up. The Dora Milaje, we think, is how we pronounce it. I'm going to stick with it. Um, Not quite sure uh, what you're referring to, but okay. Uh, the From Wakanda. The Black Panthers, like, secret police. Yeah, it's an imaginary word, so it doesn't really matter. You Fair can call enough. it uh, Susan. 
so the Susans show up, and what was really interesting is they have a moment where they kind of take back all their vibranium. Yeah. And what was interesting is in terms of taking Bucky's arm, which for those familiar with the movies, which at this point they showed us flashbacks in the show, they gave it to him. They like cured the Winter Soldier from being a crackpot. They get rid of the Russian code words that turn him into a murderer. Right. They gave him a new arm. And then in a moment where he had the option of either kind of sticking with the people who saved him quite literally or standing up for his kind of beliefs and what he's trying to get accomplished. Freaking, you know, they, he chooses to kind of stick with his values and his morals. And they just are like, well, we'll take our arm back, stupid. And we'll take the vibranium shield back. And what was interesting was on Twitter, there were a lot of people upset at like the Wakandans, don't have authority there. They helped them and now they're hurting them. Whereas like the bigger issue, uh, the, the one of the bigger themes could have very easily been, you know, white imperialism and them taking back what they feel justifiably or maybe not justifiably is theirs. And it was just so goddamn cool seeing in such a nerdy way, you know, them have those conversations in like a 45 minute episode of something called falcon and the winter soldier yeah. it was it was freaking awesome and I, and I loved it and i loved seeing the conversations about well, that's it a, that's a that's a it's an interesting take on on your part if i'm speaking quite frankly because um that's exposition that's not like a statement of of affairs and like that's also run true. the credits so that that's the interesting thing about this episodic storytelling is that each episode needs to have its own beginning middle and end and accomplish something right to get to the to kind of drive the point home and say uh i'm just going to use um i'm going to use mandalorian as an example because mandalorian did it obviously did it first but in my experience does it best because mandalorian you can refer to episodes of mandalorian as kind of like what happened in there so you what can refer to like he went on. the the ice caves episode, the ice spiders and stuff like that episode, and instantly your mind is thrown back to that moment and that episode and where you you know which cushion you were sitting in and like did you fart that day and what was going on and what snack you had. You're instantly right back there. Um, but on the same token, that episode did certain things that are very important that just become ingrained and you walk away from that episode like the the uh, the ice spiders you didn't walk away from that episode thinking god I, those poor ice spiders they woke up that morning and didn't think that the whole house is going to be trashed and their little alien eggs were going to be uh you know uh you know destroyed no you walked away from that episode thinking like wow groku's like not a one-dimensional character like you walked away thinking like is groku like a bad old man he's because he's 50 He's like rapidly approaching retirement. He's <laughs> he's like very close to buying a Corvette, midlife crisis type level. Like he the the, the male pattern baldness is clearly happening already. The ears a little bigger than proportionate. <laughs> so you walk away from the episode thinking about other things than the identifier, right? Um. So so Winter Soldier is doing that as well. I think though it's, they're doing a little bit more clandestine. Right, so there, the, the the stuff that you're referencing uh, um, eloquently, um, I think that every <laughs> relax. I have to live with you, so you know That's I got to throw out That's one true. or two every once in a while. Um, 
I think that the, the majority of viewers, they receive that type of uh, uh, content underneath, right? It's yeah. like if you fall asleep and you're listening to, uh, listen, it's like, you don't need to smoke anymore. You don't need two desserts. People like you. And then you wake up like, oh, I don't need to smoke. You know, th that's that's the type of level, the underneath level, like, you know. Uh, in Fight Club, that's like the penis that plays during yes. Lion King. You're like, I just see a Schwartz. What the hell is that? Um, I think that's what they're doing. So they're they're being like very, they're being very cool about it. It's not in your face. I agree personally with all of it. However, if someone is coming from a place with like, that's not my cup of tea. That's not my brand of chocolate. Whatever version you want to throw out there, it's not going to offend them necessarily. Like if they did pick it up on a on a on a surface level the worst that they might say is like well i don't particularly agree with that i'm rooting for baron nemo that's the issue so if i'm gonna <laughs> if you're gonna stay political and uh, another friend of uh, a, a combined friend of ours um that sounds like they're a voltron <laughs> like we have five friends that become yeah, one um yeah a friend of ours mentioned on uh, social media that uh he particularly didn't like the love that the Baron was getting. Really? Because he's yeah. like, he's almost a Nazi. He's like, this is a bad fucking dude, man. And uh, another, obviously, well, someone on someone on the proverbial U.S. comics uh, payroll um, threw in like, you know, like don't get too attached. Like he's he's a bad guy. I'm, I'm referring obviously to Craig. Craig was like very adamant about throwing out there, like, folks, don't don't. Don't you know? Don't don't buy don't fucking buy the cheese off the street vendor before smelling it first because that is clearly not a a, a quote of Craig's. But um, he threw out that like he's a bad guy. There's a bad bad guy. It's like yeah, he did a little dance, very cute and all that stuff. But he's, this is not an anti-hero, right? This is not yeah. Venom it's that not, we're talking yeah. about. This isn't Punisher that we're talking about. This is a straight up bad guy. Now you had mentioned Loki earlier. And and Loki is probably the most interesting uh, version of that like fine line. But if I'm if I was an Avenger, and I clearly I think we clearly know if I was in the the Marvel universe, card? I clearly would be clearly maybe a junior Avenger. Like I feel something, like you something. would be like the heroes for hire level, where they're like, fine. yes, you can be an Avenger. That's fine. They're like, you, you don't get be, a bedroom. You can be a defender. So you can be a defender yourself. and depending on where in her story, you might got a shot with some of the members, but yeah. like, yeah, depending on how many drinks exactly Jessica Jones had. You, yeah. You, you know. don't get to stay in Avengers tower unless no, you're really no, able no, no, to no. talk yourself in. No, but <laughs> you can come to the Avengers Christmas party, but you don't get a plus one. Be like your best bet of getting to sleep at Avengers Tower is talking to Daredevil for more than ten minutes, because he'll like he'll just touch your wrists and he'll know you're all in shape and shit. It'll be beautiful. He'll be It'll like, be damn, I thought you were foggy. <laughs> oh, you say you're a lawyer, huh? That's <laughs> it, and a superhero. <laughs> but yeah, no, there, there's there's clearly a lot of things going on. Um, there's a lot of balls in the air so to speak on that show which i which i dig especially if it is going to be uh you know it's a bridge i'm a, it's, a, it's a bridge to whatever vehicle yeah. whatever the big vehicle is next because the other thing is 
that Marvel has a lot of time hopping going on right now. So their big, their next big release is, you know, um, in the past. <laughs> is in the past. That's exactly right. So where we may get a new Black Widow. That's an interesting conversation too. Not for right now, but like, I saw that trailer and I was like, wait, are they trying to set this up? But what to to go back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No. Someone brought up when I was just kind of falling in love with these Twitter conversations. One guy was awesome because one guy had like a hot take of like fuck the Wakandans. And then everyone was like, well, this is why you're wrong. And he was like, I'm going to leave this tweet up because I want everyone to know how fucking dumb I was when I looked at it kind of myopically. Um, What was really cool too, though, was someone posed the idea that like maybe the point of this series, which will lead to more stuff, obviously, but maybe the point of Falcon and Winter Soldier is like, no man, the Captain America mantle doesn't work. And like the only Captain America that could have worked was Steve. And when they had this this kind of second wave of Winter Soldiers, this poor black guy who got locked up and experimented on, uh, which is an amazing story if they ever dive into it on their own miniseries or as part of this, or if it leads the Young Avengers. It's awesome that they were like, no, other people had the Super Soldier serum. Sure. And it wasn't as goddamn heroic when the person wasn't as good looking. If, you, if you're not America's ass, there's a real chance you're just going to be kind of stuck with needles and sent out to horrible places to do questionable and horrible things but someone posed like maybe the whole point of the series is that falcon's right and like the shield shouldn't be used and that ending sequence again spoiler but the way that episode four ends with what could be taken as like a decapitation almost with captain america's shield the 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 did him like american history x boy i was like oh but also like tony soprano coming in like what you say about my daughter and and first of all that impersonation dynamite was, was, thank you thank you what, Spot was, on. What, what i really loved about it was that started the conversation that i really wasn't expecting which was like well you know john walker the new captain america Oosh. who's doing such a good job he's getting like real life death threats except he's not on twitter so mm-hmm. like fan sites of this actor are getting shut down because he's doing such a good job like way to know you're crushing it just throwing that out there. He may not be your Captain America, but he pissed you off the way he was fucking trying to. Um, what's amazing is that w- what led to that was there were some people being like, well, when Punisher kills, we feel like it's justified because he kills bad guys. They killed Battlestar. Very interesting that Battlestar was like the Black Bucky, yeah. right? It, it seems like a company. Or, or the government might say, like, well, the optics on the the last Captain America kind of had a black sidekick. But a, a black guy died, and he's the only one that died that led to to all of this. It's just, again... I'm with you, Kyle, by the way. Uh, Kyle, Kyle <laughs> uh, chimed in. Definitely not Captain America. John Walker must go. Kyle, I will tell you this. Any uh, threats that you may have made against this actor... On social media, I suggest uh, that you remove them. Otherwise, your affiliation with U.S. comics might be limited. Just kidding, Kyle. I agree with you. But but again, what's amazing about that is even that notion, not my Captain America. No. When in the comics, Falcon took over for him. Yeah. That was also tweeted, and it wasn't tongue-in-cheek. Oh, you're talking about like comic book fans and stuff like that? Comic book fans and fans at large were like, 
get this Negro out of the Captain America suit. That happened. Oof. There's no like debate. There were a bunch of assholes that said that. Patui, those 100- people should literally have their comic book reading rights stripped of them. And like, here's an Archie, dum dum. Well, but also, could you? And not like a cool modern Archie, where like it's a horror story. Like here's some like terrible. You buy them in the supermarket, like one dollar for like fifty pages of terrible. <laughs> Archie never has a threesome. It's just him with never getting Veronica. laid. Never. And trying to aggressively. Could and you Jughead imagine? just getting smoked out every day. Like <laughs> you loser. Be like, damn Jay, you fucking your stock has dropped since Clerks. Huh? <laughs> what's What's crazy though is, could you imagine the if the character of Captain America were real, and if he if he learned about Twitter, and then someone was like, they don't want your like one of your best friends to take over for you. How much you would fucking hate them? These were Captain America fans. Sure, of course. That were like, Captain can't be black. You fucking well, missed the point, idiot. I- you know, um, I hate to I hate to cross pollinate when you're talking about different uh, universes, comic book universes. But uh, Homelander has legitimate like people are are people are or were were uh, cosplaying as Homelander, like in a fandom way, and like, like he's those so awesome. Those are the people that you that you you can't even really be mad at. Ultimately, you just want to be like. I bendito. Well, come over here, Papa. Come here. Let, let me look. Let me sit down. Can you sit down in that? Does it zip up the back? Is it a little tight? All right. All right. Here. Just Papa Squat. Um, you understand that Homelander is the bad guy. I know. I know he's dressed up like the flag and there's little eagle epaulets just like Judge Dredd. And I get it. I get all of that. And uh, yeah, I know he kind of looks a little bit like the U.S. comics. A logo, like if that was a human being. I understand all of that, Papacito. But understand, please trust me. I've read the books. I've watched the series uh, as much as been released. And it's true. I know it's tough. I know it's hard to accept. I know it's difficult. But Papa, he's, he's bad. He's a bad guy. Trust me. Trust me. Okay. That would be like someone falling in love with our universe, and then for some reason it's announced that like Pest is the first movie, and they're like, "That's not fucking U.S. comics. This shouldn't be it." Like, what the fuck are you talking? That's time. Oh, dance it out. Oh, suki suki. Ooh, we've been hearing hearing more of this ghost song at the garden lately. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing when we hear that. Oh man, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And got, no, Brian, uh, he's a great character, but he's not a great guy. We got we got our chat doing overtime today. Yeah, Brian chat's, thrown out. Chat's, chat's working it. Great character. Uh, I just want to throw this one in too. Kyle said uh, he thinks Bucky should take the role, just like some of the comics. Bucky is changing, and I think he can take the role again. You know what I find really interesting is I think the show with only two episodes left. Yeah. No one could wind up Cap, Bucky could wind up Cap, or Sam could wind up Cap. And I think both, I think all three, rather, could make a a whole lot of sense. But the reason that I am afforded the right 
to make a lot of sense is our lovely sponsors week after week. And of course, yeah. we want you to do your work. We want this you to show follow. would not be possible without these good, good people. And obviously you always have to go to our social media. All of it's at us comics HQ. Mm. You go to our Twitch, you go to our uh, YouTube, you go right here on Facebook. You follow us on Instagram. You do all that work. You like comment, you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, but also, you want to uh, you want to go ahead and support all these great sponsors, John? Why don't you start us off? Yeah, like like Charlie said again, so so eloquently and slightly drunkenly because IPAs are particularly uh, drunk inducing. Uh, again, the show would not be possible without the support of fine fine gentlemen gamers like Facebook Gaming's own Sergeant Finesse. Again, right here on Facebook Gaming, Sergeant Finesse, two streams a day. Outstanding gaming content, supporter games, giveaways. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. Matter of fact, now that I think about it, and I do, you can even check him out over on Twitch where he exclusively plays WoW. So if you need a little bit of that sword and sorcery action, you can catch him on Twitch over there doing that thing. Um, consider becoming a supporter. If you need to pick me up, do like I do. Follow the White Rabbit down to sneakenergy.com. Mm-mm. So good. Use code SGT at checkout there. If you're looking for some fresh new gear, ooh, ooh, go over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code Sarge there. Uh, you can get some yoga pants and do that thing you do when the Sarge is on deck. Salute. GG, son. Charlie, what else? Those yoga pants are very comfortable. I'm wearing them just out of frame. <laughs> you need music in your life. And for that, you want to turn to not only the people who make our theme song, and you'll hear a track at the end, but you want to turn to Bad Mary. You can find them on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at Bad Mary Band. You can go to their website, badmary.com. You can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary, and the best part is they are available on all music streaming services. Bad Mary, I love them. You love them. And uh, we all love each other. So I, the one thing that I'm not sure that Space Girl is going to be particularly pleased about is Charlie's very loose, uh, loose usage of the term theme song because it is really just their song that we use to open up the show but right, listen here, I quibble listen I here. quibble if Alexa Bliss from WWE on WrestleMania the show of shows is allowed to kind of steal their logo I'm she allowed did. to claim it's yeah, our theme song she kind of did it but she looks good doing it so if you're gonna steal at Be least hot. at least dress it up and God knows that she does you but you like know what though well, I'm only human mostly suspectful uh but also as well as I want to go ahead and throw out an honorable mention to another can't-miss property out there, and that is none other than the How About This podcast. That's right, starring our very own Jordan Hugh and Mike Staub, and also as well as this week only guest-starring my little baby brother Charlie. That's right, the How About This podcast uh ghostbusters uh episode is indeed starling starring charlie uh so definitely check that out that comes out tomorrow on all of your podcast listening services so definitely check it out charlie rivera if you want your hour podcast to become an hour and a half podcast you call charlie because you already know yeah anybody who's listening or watching this they know bro trust me you ready for your time to start Oh, golly, I guess. Yeah, go ahead, start my time.
Your time has begun. Uh, definitely not an official tap. So, folks, keep your eye on this kid. He's slippery as he is pretty. Uh, so, in the good news department, it just keeps on coming in strong like, like the fog on a spring morning over the Hudson, completely obscuring the beautiful view that I paid double for in my rent. Um, the good news just doesn't stop. Just only a week ago, seven short days, we were talking about to some, you know, at some length, some of the amazing, amazing works of England's own, well, Northern England, Ireland, whatever. He's, he's from someplace. Uh, Mark Miller, right? The yes. Millerverse, uh, the things that he has done for the bigs uh, and the smallers. Mediums. The mediums. Yeah, that's we're the smaller. They're medium. Uh so, so I mean, there, um, I mean that conversation was still floating in the air, right? Like, uh, you know who was that wasn't even finished playing that particular episode where I personally got an infusion of even more amazing Mark Miller news, and that is none other than the fact that another one of his uh, uh, works, which I'm particularly in love with, Starlight, I'm talking about is indeed being adapted into a feature film. That's so, so we awesome. are getting a feature film version of Starlight. Now, uh, even for like real comic book heads, uh, a comic like that might not be top of their list. You know, things going on, you got stuff to do, your comic book uh, pile kind of tends to pile up. I love the notion of like, gotta do my taxes, can't read Starlight. Yeah, it's a oh, starry saga. I'll get there. I promise I'll get there, you horny son of a bitch. Um, but I highly encourage anyone who has not done so already, go ahead, take Starlight, put it top of the pile because you want to be damn right. Damn right, Stan. See, Stan knows. They don't call Stan the man for no reason. And by they, I mean us. And by us, I mean me. Stan, drop it in the comments. Cool. I love Starlight. That was an like appropriate, 19... appropriate uh, inflection for that amount of exclamation marks. Juice by Charlie. That's a great. That's a great reading. You must audition particularly well. And then when you show up for first rehearsal, they're like, "Oh, that's it. That's... I'm instantly fired." Oh, that's how you're gonna do it. Honestly, I, I, I get fired on. I get not I, uh, selected on the callback. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna do it like you know, good, like an actor. But it's fine. It's fine. So. Starlight Podcaster. again. <laughs> Starlight is indeed being adapted. Uh, none other than uh, Joe Cornish is going to be uh, writing and directing it. Um, so uh, again, Mark Miller. For anyone who doesn't know, um, you do know him. You know him from Wanted. You know him from Kickass. Uh, you know him from like twenty-five different upcoming comic book adaptations to Netflix. Obviously, Jupiter's Legacy was the the, the conversation that was had here yes, uh, last please. week. Um, this is just a dynamite movie, especially for like a sci-fi geek like me. Obviously, with a name like Starlight, it's clearly sci-fi. So I'm going to give it a little bit of a setup without ruining anything. Um, and, and this also goes to the analog character conversations that we were having just the other day. So if you're Mark Miller or John and Charlie, and you want to tell a particular story involving a character that exists, or even like a character archetype that exists, but that little that that's that's 
that's not your toy. That's the that's your neighbor friend's toy. That's your cousin's toy that it gets locked up under the you know in the garage under the staircase because they know that you're just coming over because you want to play with it. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Jason. You better <laughs> lock up those GI Joe figures because you know I'll play with them and I will lose all the guns. You better lock them up. To Anyways. be fair, JR stands for John Rivera and Jason Robles. <laughs> that's that's a valid point. They're his so, now. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, so so Mark Miller basically did that, and he said, "You know what? I have a dynamite Flash Gordon esque story to tell, but I don't want it to be Flash Gordon two Electric Boogaloo because then that involves certain things that I don't necessarily want to do. Um, bum, 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 and if bum, I could bum, do the it. Irish accent, I would because that was like verbatim what he would have said." So, yes, Charlie's right. Queen is also doing the soundtrack. So he, he in essence, wrote a Flash Gordon-type character story where, in essence, here is this uh, uh, Earthling, gets transported to another planet, another world, and um, helps, like, save the day, like, in a Flash Gordon-type uh, moment. Um, then is returned back home, and 35 years have now gone by so he gets married he has kids he develops a nice little you know dad bod and he's kicking back and uh almost in an al bundy type of way he's just sitting back he's got his hand in the brim of his pants he's like uh peg do you want to get the hell out of the tv you know get out of the way i can't watch uh is the dog talking does anybody hear the dog but talk with me <laughs> like what's going on poor poor al bundy slash flash gordon so the funny thing about it is that he's got all these like vivid memories and you get a lot of flashback type scenes and it's beautifully illustrated and it really does put you in that kind of like almost B movie sci-fi world, awesome. but it, it flesh it out. So like, that's like the whole world. It's not a sound set, right? This is exactly, you know, this is around every corner. So all these amazing adventures uh, are had, but nobody here on earth, believes him not his wife not his kids not joe schmo around the block that he goes to the bar with and knocks a couple of fizzy fizzy uh ipas with no it was like shut up you dumb dumb like zip it up I'm trying to no, watch the game a here big guy who wins but he also <laughs> had hoverboard hoverboard wins why both why so both? so here here he is and like it's bad enough when your best days are behind you and like life is just like smacking you in the face with this miserable truth constantly. Uh, but what if, as well as like you don't have any photographic evidence, you don't have any mementos, and the people who are supposed to love you that you clearly have sacrificed and done terrible things for don't believe you. That's in essence where our uh, our our head characters. Genius. Now that's the setup, right? That's all the setup. And that's my time, folks. No, that's the setup. Whoa! <laughs> and uh, then, so he's like, well, this sucks. Clearly, this sucks. Page four, and this already sucks. <laughs> uh, then out of the blue, very conveniently for us, the reader, a little a li from, from the mouth of babes, right? As they say, uh, a little child shows up. It's like, hey, Pudgy, we need you back. Like, is that you? Like, they, they pull, like, the they pull a hook with, like, they smooth his face back. Like, there you are, Peter, you fat bastard. Come on. We need you back. Let's go. Come on. We got some we got some heroing to do. 
And he's like, fuck that, man. Like, I got no appreciation from it the first time. And that was in my best of days. This is not happening now. So, again, I won't ruin it. I won't pull a Charlie and tell you everything that happens in the episode. Um, if you haven't hilarity. seen episode four by now, go fuck yourself. Hilarity ensues. It is a dynamite comic. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, and it's going to make a wonderful uh, adaptation. It's It just is. It's in very good hands. And also, it is the type of property that will play very well within that two-hour, two 2.15 time frame. Like, there are certain properties that you cannot do that to. When I heard, like, oh, Dark Tower, the movie, I should have I should have just lit theaters on fire like, like a pyromaniac. <laughs> and don't lock me up, folks. When you're listening, I was just kidding about that. Um, but like in what universe would even one of those books be able to be crammed into uh, a, a two hour time frame? It's impossible. But, but again, that all being said, this is one of those properties that it's going to fit. What? It's going to fit beautifully within the, the constraints of what that they, of what they want to do. Now that's not, I mean, that's really all set up. I know half my, half my time is gone. Charlie, we talked last week about some of the amazing properties that this man is responsible for. So just as a reminder, never mind, like, like put up on that proverbial shelf where my holy grail will be going very shortly. Um, put all the, all the Miller World stuff up on the shelf. Think about what he has single-handedly done for Marvel, like Civil War is him yeah. right civil war is him old man logan is him and a lot of people can argue that what we're really seeing now in the entire extended marvel universe on on the big screen is really more the ultimates than anything else and guess what guys the ultimates it's him. is it's also him. him so there is one particular project that I'm standing here today, not asking you, not begging you, insisting that you people go out and make. And I realize that the Miller World properties are, in essence, in the uh, ever-loving uh, clutches, nay, embrace of Netflix. I understand, but if if Miller's properties can do this for the for one of the bigs. I got news for you. There's another big on the block that may have done some scuffling of late, hasn't been embroiled. Charlie, you were talking about politics and what have you. There's been some like, certainly Twitter has had a lot to say about the things going on. I will say it going on over at DC. So DC, if you're listening, guys, you're, you're, you're so desperate to copy Marvel's success that you thought, well, I'm going to copy their game plan. But you didn't copy their game plan. Yeah, you picked one movie that you wanted to model everyone else's looks over. And yeah, you wanted to make an extended run universe. And yeah, you did X, Y, and Z. And you rushed the hell of it like it was the last season of Game of Thrones. But we will forgive all of that for you. You have now established that there is going to be a multiverse, right? You're going to have a DC multiverse. Clearly you have movies like The Joker that are doing exceptionally well. You've got the Batman who you're saying like, well, that's like uh that's a different uh that's a different continuity. That's not the that's not Earth One. You know, I 
DC, they, they number their yeah. realities, right? So now they have two Earth 2s. You have numbers, bro. Charlie, TVs just be their own boat. But Mark Miller is the guy, the gentleman, the sage that brought me and you and all of the other Superman fans out there undeniably one of the best Superman adaptations we have ever seen. And I am talking about none other than Charlie. Go ahead and drop it on him. I believe you're referring to All-Star Superman. I am not. Fuck. But it was a good try. Charlie will edit oh, that, that out in post. Was that his Batman? I am talking I about none other. And I gave you uh, I gave you even you the, you the so clue earlier. Yeah. So in Soviet Russia, life fucks you. <laughs> I'm talking about none other than Red Sun. Red Sun. You want to say like, oh, uh, oh, Marvel has a what if a TV series? I'm DC. I can be like, that's cute. Watch this shit. Want want to see a what if? What if Superman? Instead of landing in uh, Smallville, what if he landed in fucking Russia, in a farm in Russia? How exactly would that play out? So you know Superman. So this takes that. This takes that. Um, this takes that that attitude of like, look, you already know the building blocks of a character. So the the, the bare minimum we have to give you is. Charlie and John's patented uh, opening credits backstory, right? The same thing that, that well, Sony and Marvel did with the current Spider-Man. They're like, look, we don't need to kill Uncle Ben again. You don't need to see him get bit by the spider. You know what's going on. We're just going to start the storytelling. They're like, he's it super dead. More than dire. He's dead. He's gone. He's on a box of rice. We're over it, okay? So uh, DC can do exactly that. They don't need to give us all of the nuts and bolts like we get it. Just the attitude of like, well, what if he landed in Russia instead? Imagine what would happen from there. And Mark Miller takes that concept, which is a brilliant concept. But if that's where the brilliance ended, it's not really even yeah. worth mentioning. Other than like, well, what other yeah. curveballs can you throw at it? What he ends up doing with it is such a work of, of beauty. That it's like, how could that not be adapted? And also, that is one of those stories that's it's too long. Like, so if DC did a version of like the What If series, that that would have to be like a season. Yeah, you couldn't do that within an episode. Well, especially it brings, it. In, it brings in every character. And what's really brilliant it, about exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, you want you want to have 72 guys play Batman? This is how you do it. You have all of these like else worlds, other version stories. Doesn't make a difference who you could have you could have Ben Affleck play 52 characters. Charlie would throw money at you hand over fist. I'm like, oh bring me that butt chin and a cow, baby. What I what I love about Miller though is he's the one guy standing in the forest when everyone else is like, well, what but like it, the, the, there was a meme that went around this week that was like every writer in the 90s be like, Well, what bear with me. What if Superman was like dark and gritty? What if Batman was dark? What's amazing about Miller's work is he was like, okay, hold my beer. 
So Superman lands in Russia and he's still fucking Superman. Superman's the tits. Superman fucking rips. He's the coolest, greatest guy ever. But he's on the fucking like wrong side of history. How depends does that shit play out? Book. It's it's fucking it depends on the history book. Genius. Because and he's, if you want again, no spoilers, no spoilers. I insist. Yeah, yeah. Um, because again, we're talking about an era uh, uh of of Soviet history where like if you've ever seen a, a, a Tom Cruise movie between 1982 and like 1992, like we're fighting. you know the era that you're talking about. Um, you're like, did I see Sylvester Stallone like riding on a horse through the desert? Like, was that even in that? Um, so he, again, this is one of those opening credits explanation. Like people get it, right? This audience is like, I gotcha. We're on the same page. Now tell us the story. So again, I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone because here's the other thing. I feel have like to read it. It's a must. If you read, you, it's a must read. Red read. It's a must must read. Uh, in so much as like Kingdom Come is a must must read, you know. So so DC DC comics are just they're really the bee's knees. They they really are. They really are. I understand that they've had trouble adapting. I I get that. I get that. But you just cannot let that hold you back from from ingesting some of this content. Yeah. And I'm telling you now. Believe me, if you will, if you don't believe me, shame on you, because I'm right. This is the type of thing that if they adapted it, it's a home run. It has, and it has you, if you want to pull if you want to pull that like Iron Man uh, um, trick again, can absolutely set you up for like, okay, this is what we're going to be doing for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And I'm not talking about like, okay, we're going to do an extended universe where everything's set in Russia because you're seeing all those versions. No, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you lean into this like concept of a multiverse exclusively. Yeah. That's how you protect yourself. That's how you don't have to worry about loopholes. That you have that's how you don't have to worry about like, well, if this person was here, then how about, you know, why weren't yeah. they available for the giant squid and like all, all kinds What's of amazing, uh, problems. What's amazing is then in 2030, which will be here before you know it. <laughs> Hopefully, if we don't get got. Um, what's amazing is then you then you bust out the like, we're doing a movie called Superman. <laughs> and it's fucking just like, I'm Clark Kent. And you're like, but he's not a lizard or from <laughs> or from or he's not a Green Lantern. Like, how fucking crazy would it be if we got the like Superman, the greatest lantern movie? And that's how they fucking like bring the green lantern core into the main thing sure. but like in a world where krypton doesn't explode it's Once greatest in. guardian fuck yes because we have kyle in the comment section threw out a good point but i think it's in too small of a scale kyle he'd said unfortunately dc just can't compare to marvel in the movie world i love the comics but i'm always weary when dc comes out with a new movie and you're right to be weary sure of course he's, he's representing history, history has dictated that that reaction is completely justifiable and understandable. And you would almost be a dum-dum like myself and my brother if you're like, every time a DC movie comes out, like, this is going to be the one, guys. This Ryan is what's going to write be this Green shit. Lantern? Yeah. 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 What's, what's amazing, though, and, and I won't pretend I wrote it. Someone clever on the internet threw it out there. But <laughs> they wrote, 
Who are four comic book characters that you think are one good story away from becoming A-listers? And this comic book writer wrote, let me answer that on behalf of comic writers everywhere. Everyone! <laughs> true. We're always one hit away. We are 90 minutes or or 60, or, or you know what I mean? Or 120 minutes or a miniseries away. Or depending on how fast me, you read. Exactly. If you told me that I would care about Captain America the way I do because of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe did, Iron Man wasn't an A-lister. It took one flick. One. Batwoman nope. Tomorrow could be the biggest property if it's handled sure. the way that Guardians of the Galaxy. Who the there are so Guardians of the Galaxy bed sheets? Are you there shitting are so me? So many examples. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is a fucking sidekick who made her a uh, debut in a cartoon. No one since Boba Fett has had that less glamorous of an introduction to the nerd-bearing world. And had as indelible as an effect as this this lunatic. Yeah, are you kidding me? The the matter of fact, we are now officially put a stamp on it, put it up on the shelf, lock it in. This is going to be referred to as pulling a Harley Quinn. Any character, I don't care what the the badge on the cover of the comic says. I don't care if they're a fourth lister in a in somebody else's. A comic, um, any character, any character is only one good storyteller away from pulling a Harley Quinn and being on the proverbial underpants of John right now. Yeah, I'm wearing some Harley Quinn underpants. What are you gonna do about it? And he almost never wears underpants, no. ladies of no, as, um, as a matter, as a matter of course. Matter of fact, I want to throw it out before our time. Um, the reason why I'm wearing forward slash CEO. <laughs> the reason why I'm wearing under, one underpants is because I actually went outside of my home just <laughs> recently, and I was uh, I was um, delighted by a lovely meal at a restaurant that I had never been to before. But I highly recommend anyone goes to who lives in the New York City area. Momo San Ramen and Saki. Oh, oh, was that some good eats? I came in. They look at me, they're like, you're a vegetarian, aren't you, you little bitch? And they like, things were pointed out to me what I should be eating. Um, it was just, just a dynamite. Um, that is the just greatest a dynamite, dynamite meal ever. Guys, I, check them out. Momosan, ramen, and sake. Do it before you read any comics. A proud uh, this new takes sponsor. Priority. You know, again, you, as, as unsolicited, time dwindles, unsolicited. As time dwindles down, another great point from our comment section. They said Margot Robbie played a huge role in Harley Quinn becoming so no, popular. Kyle, Kyle I, it was way before that, man. The comic books, the cartoon. But bottom line is, when you look at the at the scale of even the, the cinematic versions, one would argue Thor has had the better movies. One would argue then, that Captain Marvel was better than uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. But who's more popular? It's proving the point. There hmm. is, we are, we are living in one of the greatest times yeah, Harley in, Quinn in is nerd like history. It's just it. Oh, oh, sorry, buddy. 
You let one go through the wickets because it's a goal. Man, I would watch you announce soccer all day, and I'm not calling it goal. footy. Oh, oh, snap. Oh, sookie sookie now. This is, I'm just going to let you dance for a while. <laughs> this is dynamite. I forgot for like a split second. I am wired. I came very close to choking myself out. The worst part about it, I drank out of the cup of Christ. <laughs> so I wouldn't even die. I would just be laying here, all hanging out, tongue out. And then when the paramedics eventually came, they were like, this motherfucker is wearing Harley Quinn underwears. Wrap it up, guys. We got to go. That sounds about right for my brother, the CEO of US Comics. You guys have a mission. You're going to share this episode if you're watching it on YouTube, Facebook, Do it. or Twitch. You're going to drop a like. If you already dropped a like, I want you to remove that like and I want you to change it for like a heart or a happy face. I want you to tell your friends to support us. Even if they don't like stuff, follow us yeah. on all of our social media. It's all at US Comics HQ. And frankly, it means so much more than you could possibly imagine we want you to support our sponsors because they support us but my dear griffin <laughs> my dear delicious brother yeah. there's only one way that we end this and every episode of u.s comics cast available on all podcast streaming services and how is that my friend well today's a little different i'm gonna say it's a two-part process first you got to go with Sam and Jeremy over to Momosana and have a delicious meal because that sake will hit you where it hurts. But then once that's done, you got to turn the power on. You got to turn the volume up. You got to tune Bad Mary in. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We out. <laughs>